Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week, we're watching Smallville. All right. Yeah, Superman, your favorite. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Do you know what the opening theme of is of this show? Because that is the one thing that I know about this show. That's the one thing you know. Uh, I have no idea. Is it like a real song? Yeah, it's some alternative rock. Is it the end of the world as we know it? <laughs> no, that doesn't <laughs> suit Superman. Oh, fine. What is it? It's Save Me. Okay. Oh, you know, it could have also been Kryptonite by, uh, what was it? Three no, Rose Down? that was Scrubs. <laughs> Wait, was it? No, Scrubs was I'm No Superman. That's oh, it was that the title? I'm no Superman. But the one I'm thinking of is If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? What and year did that come out in? I don't know, mid 2000s, probably. <laughs> Late 2000s. Okay, but I think that i really remember the save me theme song so it must have been on tv or someone in my house must have been getting the netflix dvds but i was super not watching it <laughs> so you haven't seen any of smallville either then nope not even a single second of it um so you've got the wikipedia open though can you tell me anything i guess notable that's not spoilery Eh, well I'm not looking at it too closely, but uh, I know that a show about Bruce Wayne, titled Bruce Wayne, is basically the same premise, but like uh, young Bruce Wayne instead of young Clark Kent, uh, was proposed first, uh, and it failed to generate interest, but Smallville did. Okay, Uh, but I can... You know what? I get it, though. Because, like, I feel like a story about a young Superman like living in a small town trying to figure out his powers is just inherently more interesting than like than like the show Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I as soon as I read this trivia fact I was like I was wondering if this show had any connections to Gotham. I wonder what channels are they both on? Uh well hmm. And wasn't Gotham on one of those like T V channels? <laughs> You know what I mean. It's not like it's not like a Netflix show or an HBO show. It's like a like a Fox show or something. Well, Smallville was on the WB and then later the CW, but I don't think Gotham was on the CW. Uh, oh, so Smallville wasn't originally on. Oh, CW hmm. is WB. I think it's on Fox. They're not different channels, right? What Fox and the CW? No, CW and WB. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it might have just been a rebranding. That's what I thought, because at first I was like, oh, it migrated? That's weird. And then I was like, oh, no, they were the same channel. Do you know much about Gotham? Uh, I know that it was, like, super popular when it first started coming out, and then people just, like, aren't into it anymore. Hmm. Which is funny, because... I mean, the ratings have been going up for the show, and they've stayed up, and they, I mean, it keeps getting nominated. I mean, it never wins anything, but it's, like, it's still there. It's still chugging along. There's still people who are excited for the next season, but, like, uh, although maybe the next season is the last season. Yeah. But anyways, uh... Yeah, I but I, I but I agree with you that there's definitely more to do with young Superman than young Batman, in my opinion. Yeah, well, because I, as far as I know, Gotham isn't even like Cause... about Batman. Hmm. It's Gotham isn't about young Batman. It's about like the other people, right? <sighs> it's about like the other villains, the young villains, and not really about Batman at all. It's about both. There is a lot of young Bruce Wayne. Okay. Um, it anyway. definitely shares significant amount of screen time. Uh, I think that as the actor got older, that they just put him more and more on screen. 
to to be I mean, traumatized into Batman. Sense. Yeah, I was gonna say it also seems like more fun to watch a kid like figuring out he has superpowers than watch a kid get traumatized <laughs> oh yeah clark had definitely had the happier childhood <laughs> yeah he had like cool parents that were nice and not dead remember parents give your kid a good childhood that way he'll grow up to be a tricolor hero and not a goth super- superhero <laughs> not monochrome <laughs> Batman's not monochrome. Sometimes he's yellow. Sometimes he's gray. Sometimes he's purple. <laughs> yeah, but he's not like he's usually gray, like all or like all purple. He's not like multiple colors. Well, let's not get distracted. Let's not talk about Rainbow Batman. We're here to talk about Superman. Right. Um so is there anything does it mention that the show pulls from a particular comic or is it kind of written just with the concept of Superman in mind? It's just written with the concept of young Superman in mind. Okay. Oh, I'm sure they pull some stuff from the comics though. Cause there aren't that many like, I mean, probably plenty don't. of stuff, but there's no specific thing that it's following. I don't think there's a specific storyline that it's following. Okay. You know, it's a, uh, I I don't think that mm, it's become more of a thing, but honestly, most superhero movies and series don't necessarily follow. They don't usually strictly follow a specific run of the series. That's true. Well, I was just thinking of the show Supergirl Mm -hmm. and how like. It doesn't really follow any particular comics, but it does have those elements of, oh, this happened in the comics. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think there's definitely going to be, like, lots of uh, call-outs, lots of uh, inspiration. But uh, I think that the number of series that do their own thing massively outnumber the ones that don't. You may be interested in this but uh, an important part of the pitch uh, of the show uh, is that the show operates under a no tights, no flights rule. So he doesn't fly. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. At least that's the rule when they start the show. I mean, I get like the no tights rule, I guess, because he's supposed to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. And tights weren't really in at that point anymore anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, there's definitely an undercurrent to it of no childish things. Yeah. Well, that kind of reminds me of um, the Batman, the Christian Bale Batman, because he was like, I refuse to have a Robin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, I just think it's interesting how people... Hate fun? Well, yes, but also how certain people will make changes like that to a franchise and no one gets mad about it because like there are certain comic books fans that are like this has to 100% follow the comic book or I'm angry, but they don't get (laughs) mad about stuff like that. That's like pretty central. Yeah. They only get mad about racist shit. Yeah. Comic book fans tend to not get pissed off. Uh, at least most of them tend not to get pissed off whenever they make executive decisions for the sake of making it like dark and gritty or getting rid of quote unquote extraneous characters and making it more about the one white dude's man pain. Uh, yeah. But they super care about doing things like introducing new characters or introducing characters early or making them more powerful or something. It, honestly, Honestly, one of the things that, like, baffles me the most is the hate for the the comic Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, like, a happy comic about a girl who's also a squirrel. And some dudes just get so mad about it. Yeah, all of the hatred that I've seen centering around Squirrel Girl, like, well, A, there's the people who, like, accuse it of, like... Yeah, who, like SJW-y. Who, who, yeah, they just bandy about the term SJW. Yeah. Um, uh, but... 
the like other main through line, and I think that this is the real reason why they hate it, is that Squirrel Girl is not a sex object in a uh what's the word? In a for all of comics, what's the word for all of comics? In a media medium mm-hmm. uh in which all women are sex objects, uh she is not drawn to just to just be like a sexy skin tight outfit. Yeah, and some people constant- like sorry, some people even call her fat and she's not even No, she's just drawn like a normal person. <laughs> she's just drawn but, average. But there's like uh, for years and years in comics now, it's like A, they're not allowed to not make a pretty face, even when they're in terrible pain, even when they're uh pulling all of their strength into an attack against a supervillain. They're not allowed to scrunch up their face at all. Uh, they have to maintain like neutral model face they're not allowed to have funny expressions uh they need to look like an anorexic supermodel you know and and i think another thing people have problems with that i know we're going very long talking about not smallville but another thing people have problems with is that it's like oh my god this girl is stronger than iron man (laughs) you know what i mean by that I know. Like, there's it's no way like... she's unbeatable. There's no way she's stronger than Thanos. Like, fuck you, she is. People <laughs> people used to not give a shit about Iron Man, but now that he's Robert Downey Jr., he has to be, like, the unbeatable Iron Man. Damn it, RDJ. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't blame him for every nerd. No, that would be unfair, but still. <laughs> it's but i can blame every nerd for their terrible behavior <laughs> um i think we should just cut this short before we keep going yeah we could talk about comics for a long time uh but we're here to talk about a tv show and you know it's just in this case uh that we just neither of us has anything in particular um that we know about this tv show but yeah but, you know, once we have watched it, we'll have a lot of arguments about Superman, and that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, just maybe before we watch it, just to, like, set the stage, maybe we should talk a little bit about Superman. Well, you start. Hello, I'm Sean. I am a Superman liker. I enjoy him. <laughs> I think that he is fun. Uh, I do not think that him having all of the powers means that he can't be in a good story or that he's well boring. he can't fly in this show so that's an uh, that's a plus for me mm-hmm. that's probably because um, their flight uh cgi was very bad at the time <laughs> i agree that uh a live action tv show especially one from this era it wasn't until like recently it, it wasn't until recently that shows could pull off someone having like the power set of superman which Even is why supergirl I'm... like isn't that great when it comes to watching her fly yeah but it's only just now that they've like managed it so i think that for tv it's the right move to go with like we just watched heroes and they had to do their best around the flying yeah that's fair um so i think that for tv it is the best choice to minimize the powers uh i think that in comics it's very dynamic for him to have all the powers uh, I am Kalena, and I don't like Superman because I think um, the fact that he has so many powers is really boring. <laughs> Whoa, he can do everything. Okay, I get it. Now, then. <laughs> audience, if you were to guess, which one of us has read and watched more Superman media? Okay, but still, I haven't read and watched that much Superman because I don't like him. You don't like the concept of him. I feel like you haven't given him a fair shake. We'll see. All right. That's the most that I can expect. (laughs) All right. Now let's get on with it. Yeah. Bon appetit. (laughs) And we're back. So... Smallville. Um, Smallville, big dream. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. <laughs> no, not really. But um, I, I think we ended off 
the first half segment with me being like, oh, Superman, though. Superman's good. I don't think that this is the best outing to convince you that Superman is good in general. Yeah, I mean, this Superman in particular is 100% like all-American boy, like Mary Sue can do no wrong, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you hate him? I don't hate him. But you find him boring? He's just... I'm very into flawed characters. Okay. Well, that's not what I expected you to say. Uh, I was going to admit that this iteration of Clark Kent is not the most interesting so far. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I know you're into it. mm -hmm. But right now it's feeling kind of like a lesser version of Buffy is what Smallville feels like right now. That's fair. When did Buffy start coming out? Um, It was in the 90s, so before this show. So this was riding off of Buffy, and Heroes was riding off of this. Um, I suppose, um, yeah. Smallville ran from 2001 to 2010. Right. Um, Uh, And I was thinking about how how interesting it is that Smallville and Heroes ended in the same year. mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if that's just what their lifespans were or if there was something like around 2010 where we were like we can't do this anymore because <laughs> mm. they're very similar shows in terms of not like heroes is definitely grittier and focuses on young adults rather than teenagers mm-hmm. but still like i guess stylistically they're the, they're similar let's see here iron man had come out in 2000. I think I in 2003? No, that was Hulk. Oh, I mean 8. Also, that's yeah. the wrong Hulk. 2009, I think, is... I don't know. I'm gonna cut this out. Sorry. I was just wondering what happened in 2010. Well, I mean, so when Iron Man came out, it was kind of... It wasn't the first, technically, in the the current Marvel era, Mm-mm. but I think it did kickstart again the idea of superheroes in costume with cool names. Yeah. Whereas heroes in Smallville and maybe Buffy, although it's not quite superheroes, is kind of on the side of like, oh, we're gonna go realistic. Like everybody is a hundred percent anonymous, no costumes, no no code names. Mm-hmm. Uh. These these are like uh, it reminds me of the X Men. Uh, I believe the first X Men movie came out in like two thousand three or something, or or was it in two thousand actually? Anyways, yeah, yeah, okay. The first X Men film came out in two thousand, uh, and they were wearing these ridiculous. They weren't wearing yellow and blue or yellow and black spandex. They were wearing these ridiculous leather outfits. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a thing in the comics and the movies where it's like, oh, we don't want to wear costumes. We want to wear leather and we want to wear battle armor. Yeah, we want to look cool. Mm-hmm. Which of- We don't want to look... I, I was going to say, because in the comics, uh, the bright colors and everything, I think were supposed to be less, like, quote-unquote cool and more, like, identifiable. Yeah, and the 90s was the era of edgy superheroes uh and just grunge in general yeah and superheroes whose like main power was often supplanted by the fact that they also shot guns yeah huh yeah so i think we were going in we were going in for that stuff in the early 2000s and i think that around like around 2008 Uh, before and after that era uh we had begun to swing back into uh sort of like a bombastic stuff again yeah i'm you know i'm i enjoy the bombastic stuff so yeah me too it's nice Hmm. but this show isn't bad Mm um i didn't dislike heroes either in fact i've already seen more of heroes than i've seen of breaking bad Mm mm-hmm (laughs) um but yeah a lot of the stuff was kind of predictable it was monster of the week basically yeah um because of course it inherited that from buffy which inherited that from x files etc 
Yeah. Um, I have to say this pun again because I enjoyed myself so much, but there's the main villain who isn't really a villain yet. There's Lex Luthor is in the show, obviously, but he's, um, they're friends. He's friends with Clark Kent, which is, well, can he really... I don't know enough about the comics to know if that is a thing that's been happened, that's happened before. Okay. So, um, so Superman comes out, there's lots of Superman comics. Eventually... You know, of course, there are spinoffs and such, and one of those spinoffs is Superboy. It's not about yeah. it's not about another boy who becomes a super like Superman. No, it's about Superman's past when he was in Smallville, living with the fact that he was a super boy, not a Superman yet. Uh, and in that comic, uh, he uh, and fourteen-year-old Lex Luthor uh, are friends. Uh, okay, and. Uh, Lex is doing a science experiment because he was more of, he's more of a mad scientist. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, he's definitely sort of the corporate douchebag punching bag. Yeah. In this show, he's a hundred percent less mad scientist, more mad businessman. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that he, uh, I mean, he's probably going to do mad science in the series and he does still do mad science nowadays, but CEO is generally what people know him as primarily. Uh, it's why he was played by the guy from The Social Network recently. Um, oh, neat. Yeah, in Batman versus Superman. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, 14-year-old Lex Luthor was doing um, a aspiring mad scientist mad science experiment uh, and was going to basically get himself killed. Uh, Superboy sweeps in and saves him. Uh, Lex goes bald from the experiment, and he resents Superboy for saving him. Oh, so they're not friends. So this is one of the earliest, this is one of the only examples of them being friends, at least near the beginning. Uh, I mean, I didn't read it myself, so it's unclear to me. Um, but they do have a, well, actually, so Lex lost his hair in that because of his own experiment. And this one, he lost his hair because of when Superman came to Earth with the meteorite shower some some kryptonite Lex Luthor lost all his hair. Yeah, that's an important element of the show. Um Superman Clark did not come down to Earth alone. He came down in a meteor shower with a bunch of kryptonite. Uh and uh those kryptonite bits, uh meteors smashing into meteorites smashing into town and leaving a bunch of kryptonite bits all over town, uh, is sort of how the show explains everything. Uh, it explains why how like it explains their monster of the week yeah the superpowered criminals who show up every week um it explains sometimes clark not being able to use his powers because sometimes people just have kryptonite laying around Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's sort of a Um, sort of a regular field hazard for him to have to deal with right but a difference in this one versus superboy is that lex luther is five six ish years older Mm mm-hmm then Clark Kent. It is unclear. But he's be- still like around and hangs out with teenagers. It is unclear because of TV ages. Yeah, but he said he was nine, and Clark when Clark Kent came to Earth, and Clark Kent came to Earth when he was like two or three. Mm. He's Lana's age, and Lana was three when he came to Earth. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so. I'm sorry, I Lex was just Luther's doing just kind the... of around for now. He's not... Anyway, this is a very roundabout way of saying my pun, which I meant to say. Oh, fuck, I forgot all about that. <laughs> so Lex Luthor is supposedly the main villain, but who knows? But all of the weekly... The monsters of the week are the small villains. Oh. <laughs> well, that certainly was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as, as far as right now, Lex Luthor isn't like really doing anything wrong his dad's just a jerk mm-hmm. and he's just kind of vaguely a creep but yeah is eh, you said right. something about your favorite uh villain trope yeah yeah um i said my favorite villain trope is when uh rich villains are that way because rich villain dads are that way mm. can you and i i'm trying to think of it there's a specific example i have in my head but i can't remember what it's from where, like, the rich villain dad was literally abusive and shitty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why the rich villain is the way he is. 
all, all, honestly, all I can think about is the Karma family from Phoenix Wright. I don't know what that is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I know Phoenix Wright, but I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a very, I think it's a, an interesting trope, especially where, when it comes to, at this point in the series, Lex is trying to be a decent person because he, uh, he oversees the part of the, of his dad's business that's in Smallville and his dad's like, well, we're not making enough money. So you need to, you need to fire some people and he doesn't want people to lose their jobs. And so like, he's trying to be decent, but again, this show relies very heavily on you knowing some shit about Superman already. Mm. And so it relies on us assuming he's be- going to become a villain at some point. I suppose so. I don't know. I mean, I suppose a person who... I don't imagine that there's anybody who, is, who has no ideas watching this. I think that they could just operate from that assumption. But I, I don't think that they're really doing anything... That's like, oh, you'll be completely blindsided and blindsided and not understand what's going on if you don't really know the comics. I mean, they do. They give him some lines which indicate like, oh, he may not be as cool as you think he is. Mm -hmm. But I I still think that there's a lot of there's a lot that goes unexplained in the show because they don't want to explain it. They're like, it would be weird if we explained it. And you probably know anyway, whatever. (laughs) Can you come up with a couple more examples? Uh, Kryptonite? Mm. Just the entirety of Kryptonite? Yeah, well, I mean, if this were just a TV show and there weren't any baggage, we'd just have to accept that as like a mystery of the show, right? I guess, because it's just like, oh, here's some weird green rocks that make him wake. Mm-hmm. Wonder what that's about. And he is, you know, figuring out it out as as he goes. But there's the the assumption is that the the kryptonite was in the meteor shower when he came to Earth. Yeah. But who knows? Like, if you didn't know what it was, it could have just been there. It could have just been in Smallville. <laughs> uh, well, except that Lana Lang it, it points out how her glowing green rock, the first example of it that we see weakening him uh, is from the meteorites that fell to earth. And then it gets pointed out again in his interactions with Lex Luthor and about the lead box. Uh, It gets pointed out how like lead lining is a way to avoid the whole kryptonite thing. Yeah. Um, That one was a thing from Superman that I had forgotten about. What? Kryptonite? No, lead. Kryptonite, you can't forget about that. Fair enough. Um, but the concept of like, oh, his x-ray vision doesn't go through lead and stuff like that. Right. But also kryptonite doesn't affect him through lead. Yeah, it's pseudoscientific. I mean, I don't think it's pseudoscientific. It's like a vampire. It's like... Ah, garlic. No, it's, well, it's like, uh, lead does have, uh, like, lead has radiation blocking, uh, but the pseudoscience oh, part is when stuff like uh, Superman's X-ray vision or the kryptonite radiation coming into play. I'm still not sure you can consider something blocking somebody's powers pseudoscience. Uh, I mean, we're talking about superpowers and we're talking about space rocks. Yeah, exactly. It's it's 100% fantasy. There is no, like, they don't try to explain it with science. That's what makes it pseudoscience. Well, they do try to explain it with a sort of science. At least, well, maybe not in the show so far that much. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to talk about, which is, you said no tights, no flights, but in episode two, he floats. Yeah, but he doesn't actually fly. He doesn't fly, but I'm wondering if they're implying that he might fly in the future. I mean, we all know that he's going to eventually fly as Superman in the future. Yeah, but I mean, in the show, like, do you think they get to a point where they feel comfortable making a character fly they probably didn't know that when they wrote episode two but they were just but like superman flying and his flying scenes in all the movies that he's been in before smallville was even a show concept uh like his flying scenes in those movies is like a pretty massive pop culture thing for all the people uh a lot of the people who were interested in watching this show so you can't which again relies on you knowing shit about superman i know but i mean (laughs) Superman's an institution. You you can rely on most people watching Smallville to at least 
know the pop culture basics about Superman. I mean, his oh, yeah. movies were super popular. No, I'm not saying that people don't know shit about Superman. I'm just saying it's it's interesting watching a show that kind of expects you to have previous knowledge about what it's about. Especially since, like, a lot of the times when we watch a pilot, they're trying to set up the world for you. And this one was like, nope. Like, they did five or ten minutes of setting up the world, and then they were like, here you go, it's Superman, you asked for Superman, here it is. It's not Superman yet, though, and it does have to spend time setting up some, setting up, like, the basics. Like, it's a, it is a, it is a, a comic-y premise, you know, with the space pod landing, but, you know, it just, it's, it, it relies on it relies on not needing to like narrate every, every little thing out from you. Uh, but the it's, the storytelling is not so subtle that you're going to miss something. I didn't say it something. was subpar. Uh, well, I'm not I saying that either. That it, I'm saying that I just the, said that it was interesting. I'm saying that the storytelling is not so subtle that you're going to miss anything. If, if oh. you are unfamiliar, the storytelling isn't subtle at all. <laughs> Don't be confused. You mean, they tell you everything. Yeah, so there's not that much of a barrier to entry, right. but they're also, uh, they are, they're explaining things in the sense that the characters do need to have some explanation in order to operate with uh, all of these elements of the story, because, like, you need to set up character knowledge in order for the characters to act on knowledge. So they are explaining things. They're not but explaining like, some things. Some of the characters just like straight up say stuff that shouldn't. So in episode two, there is um, the character Greg and he turns into some sort of bug monster. Uh, but that's not important. The important part is um, Chloe Clark's friend figures out somehow that he's a bug monster or knows that he likes bugs and is like, well, if he's a bug, then he's got a short lifespan, which means he's going to be mating soon. And, you know, next scene, he kidnaps the girl he likes, which is like, Chloe, you're incredibly on the nose for not really knowing what's going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it is a little hokey. It is a little comic booky. But what are we talking about here? Well, uh, what I want to talk about is Greg B-Man. Okay. So, I, so in the show, there's the character Greg, who turns into some sort of bug person. So I was Googling, I thought I recognized his actor. So I was Googling Smallville Greg, and what came up was Greg Beeman, who is not the character. The character's name is Greg Arkin, but there is a producer slash director for Smallville whose name is Greg Beeman. And I'm, and he didn't direct that episode, but I think the people who did were like, hell yeah, Greg, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not aware of any B-men in Superman's rogues gallery. Um, I, know I just got like super excited about the idea that there is a character named Greg who is a bug person. And a real person named Greg B-man. There are layers there. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Anyway, I just really, really, it tickled me. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, also, the show has the problem of who knows what kind, what, how old teenagers these kids are supposed to be. Because they all look like they're supposed to be fucking 18 and they're freshmen. Yeah, but I mean, we've watched Riverdale pretty recently. Okay, that's true. Riverdale is even worse. In Riverdale, they look like 35. Yeah, and it's an even more modern show. In in this one, Lex Luthor gives him a car, and Clark Kent's dad makes him return it, basically. He said, we're not accepting gifts from the Luthers. And he's like, well, come on, Dad. I'll drive your car. And I'm like, you can't drive. You're 14. <laughs> so even, I don't think even the show knows how old he's supposed to be. Uh... I mean, it might be a little off, but they're also they're from Smallville. The laws they're weren't out that different ten years ago. Th but also, years but ago. also they're out in Kansas in Smallville in the small town, and he is a farm boy who pr probably knows how to operate the heavy machinery. 
I didn't say he didn't know how to drive. I said he can't drive. You can't get a permit at 14. All right, fair enough. (laughs) I'm sorry, but the episode so far is just feeling like very scattershot, and I don't know what I am doing on this side. I feel like the show is itself is scattershot. I was scattershot because I just really wanted to make my pun and talk about Greg Beeman <laughs> as number one reason I'm recording this part is to give you that knowledge. Okay. Um, but like, you know, as far as we were talking about how they do the plot and, and I don't, again, I don't think they know how old he is and nobody knows how old Lex Luthor is, although we know he was nine, 10 years ago. So there's that, but he also runs a business for his dad and hangs out with teenagers. <laughs> You really make it sound like this show is a hot mess, but it's really not that poorly constructed. It's not. The thing is, it's not constructed, but, like, when I try to talk about it and I think about all of the, like, components, it feels like a hot mess. Really? Because, so... I will agree that it is not the... It's not the most well-packaged... It's not a... It's not the most cohesive whole. I literally didn't know one of his best friend's names until I looked it up. Pete Ross? Yeah. That's fair. In episode two, the subtitles called him male number two. (laughs) I feel so bad for Pete. I I understand. I agree. (laughs) But like, so you get a lot of Chloe because she's a reporter type and she, she's, you've got to have that one character that's knowledgeable about shit so that Clark Kent doesn't have to be the one investigating. He can just, she can just tell him. Mm Mm-hmm. But Ross, uh, Pete Ross is just kind of like, you know, he just kind of hangs out. You know, I think Pete Ross is probably actually the strongest piece of evidence for your assertion that the show is assuming that you know shit about the Superman yeah, I mythos. Don't, I don't know who he's supposed to be. Yeah, because the only character on the show who is not from the comics, uh, most, I think all entirely from the Superboy comic, uh, is uh, Chloe. She's th- so she's the only one not from the comics. Yeah, here I'm. I uh, here I am, off mic. This is a bad podcast call. I am sharing with Kalena <laughs> a visual of the original no, Pete Ross it. from Superboy, who is a white guy with blonde hair. Well, yeah, that was comic books. Mm-hmm. And and so in this show, the Pete Ross is a black kid. And Lana Lang, his love interest, is Asian. Mm-hmm. So they're doing their... They're trying. Yeah. Lana Lang, Lex Luthor, Lois Lane. Lois Lane isn't around yet, but... Lana Lane. I'm sure she will be around. Lana Lane and Lo- Lana Lang are two different characters <laughs> in the Superman mythos. You said the same name twice. L-A-N-A and L-A... Uh... L-O-I-S. No, 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 no. There's Lana Lang. Lang. There's Lois Lane. And then there's Lana Lane. Oh, there's Lana Lane? Yes. Weird. There are a lot of LL names in the Superman mythos. Anyway, back to Pete. This show, as far as you... I didn't know Pete Ross existed because... Because you never read Superman. I think his purpose... Well, I think his purpose, as of the episodes we've seen in this show, mm-hmm. are is to be a character from the comics because, as he doesn't really seem to do anything for the plot as far as right now, he's just kind of around. Yeah, Chloe at least is doing the uh, the reporting thing that you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, there's a reporter thing going on because of the daily planet and whatnot is in the future. So that's into some more assumed knowledge. Yeah. And I had assumed Chloe was from the comics. Mm-hmm. And and you were like, nope, not at all. Yep, she's the one who's not. <laughs> I think that there wasn't any I'm I think that there wasn't a basically like a newspaper element to the Superboy comics, uh, but that they uh, th- th- this is not Smallville's not an adaptation of Superboy. It uh, does rely heavily on that on that branch of the Superman mythos and the, how they've fleshed that out. Um, mm-hmm. But 
it is like how with the uh, convenient like kryptonite and supervillains and stuff uh it is pushing in it is compartmentalizing and it is compressing superman stuff into a smaller space so that it can present a more impactful story okay so do you want to hear what i think they did well yes since I've just kind of been dunking on this show that you enjoy. Yes. Although, to um, be honest, I have no nostalgia for this show. I just started watching it the other day. I am mostly here to defend my boy, Superman. <laughs> my boy, Soups. <laughs> my boy, Soup. <laughs> I'm here to defend my boy, Soup, from you. <laughs> this evil witch who hates him for no good reason, even though he is a good soup. boy and perfect. I hate Soup and him burny eyes. <laughs> he will burn you with his eyes. <laughs> um, it's interesting that you specify that you don't have nostalgia for this show, because even though they didn't intend it, what this show does really well is 2000s nostalgia. They've got the the 2000s music. Holy shit, do they have 2000s music. Like, if you love 2000s music, which I happen to, watch this fucking show. They've got uh, your they've got your dark-haired 2000s hunk. They've got your high school romance that, like, she's dating someone else, so you're pretty sure she's not into you, but she's definitely into you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the girl next door. It was very of the era. Yeah, so, like, watching it now is, like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> what do you think? They even played the gorillas. They played the gorillas, which is, like, I honestly forget that the gorillas have been making music for that long, just because it's always fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, it never sounds old. Yeah. That's a different conversation, though. Um, One thing about this show uh, is that when I watch Riverdale... I cannot look past the fact that everybody is an adult. Now, in this show, when I watch it, Clark definitely looks like he belongs in at least college. But to be honest, his friends, uh, Pete and Chloe at least, and to an extent the other characters, I mean, some of them look like they came... like. I, I would, like, just believe a random screenshot of them as having come from a Disney Channel original movie. That's honestly fair, because they've... They don't look... Like I said, Riverdale is especially bad, because they just... 100%... They look like they should be out of college. But in this show, they don't necessarily look their age, but they don't look like not teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> they look at that vaguely older that definitely Disney Channel takes advantage of. Mm -hmm. Like... Just if you took the Riverdale cast out and had them stand side by side with, I mean, anybody. With 2001 Smallville. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it would be like, uh, here are the freaks and geeks and here are the popular kids at college. Yeah, these are, this is the one episode about your creepy college boyfriend. Mm. <laughs> hmm. So... I have no idea what to rate this fucking show. Because it was a... It's a bizarre... <laughs> it's a bizarre mix of things. I think I'm gonna go with Sweet. You're gonna go with Sweet, huh? I legit... I'm not kidding. I had to pull up... Um, I'm just gonna say the URL in case you're curious. tvdpodcast.tumblr.com slash about. I had to pull it up so I could look and be like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> hmm... I might have to do the so, same. It's been a while since we've said it out loud, so I'm just going to list them out real quick. Um, we have our flavor rating system. It's not a number system. We've got bitter, which is something that's mostly bad or disappointing. That we've wasn't got it. Savory, which is which is something that's mostly good or exceptional. Not it's not that. Sour, which is something kind of in between, where it could have been good, but something dragged it down, or um, you wish it was better than it was, which maybe. Um, Spicy is something that's good, but not really universally likable. And sweet is something that can be overwhelming. And its merit is kind of... I said merit comes from funniness, but it's kind of merit comes from something 
that's that's not substantial enough to call savory. Thinking back to things that we've rated sweet, we might want to reword this rating. Yeah, that's why I kind of said just now that like the merit is there, but it's not as good as savory. On, so honest- I might I might go back and change it. Honestly, I feel like because I feel like I could watch. Thinking about the CW superhero shows that I watch now and watching Riverdale and stuff, I feel like this show is definitely the, it's like the prototype for the later CW superhero shows. Uh, and on that, like, but, but the, but the one thing that is sort of like the barrier in between them uh, is just how much the series shows its age. Uh, and with that, I think I would actually give it the spicy rating. Oh yeah, so you think it's it's generally good, but it is just just the fact that it's so aged is not yeah not great. Yeah, that's my problem with it. Um, yeah, that's fair. I'm really enjoying the nostalgia. <laughs> You're uh, see, that's the but thing. Not, not everybody would. I think that's part of the thing about the sweet rating. Is that there's something sort of indulgent about that rating? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I was going to give it its sweet. Mm. But so should I change the sweet rating to quote unquote indulgent? And then we'll just kind of have that as a, an undefinable category. We'll think about it. But um, yeah, this show, again, if you like love 2000s-ish nostalgia and you like Superman good enough, I think you'd enjoy this show. I think you'd be really into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost coming out of the second half of this episode thinking that you like the show more than I do, which is absurd. That is absurd. Which is absurd, considering how much I talked shit about it. You talked so much shit about it, and you're not even into the concept of Superman. I don't even like Superman. How did this happen? How did we get here? <laughs> How did this happen? What's your final rating? Would you watch more of this show? Would I watch more of this show? Yeah, I think I would. Um, part of it is that we're in Superhero September. Uh, a couple of days before uh, this recording was the anniversary of Power Rangers. Um, I'm feeling the superhero love. We just watched some heroes. So I'm feeling very nostalgic. Uh, and this really is scratching the same area but for some reason i'm not coming out of it feeling sweet and there's sort of a there's uh not an easily sort of definable difference between the spicy and sweet ratings for me uh that lands Mm -hmm. it over on spicy and not sweet but i am definitely i cannot say definitely because we're busy but i want (laughs) to watch more that's fair. By by, would you watch more is if you had the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't mean are you going to necessarily because there are plenty of shows we've watched that I said I would watch more of and super have not. It. I don't think I've done that. I might have done that. But I think most of the times when we come to the end of an episode and I say that I would watch more that I usually do at least a little bit more. Yeah. It, it's funny because I do, I enjoy the show. The nostalgia is great. And it's, I know enough about Superman, although apparently not because fucking Pete Ross, but I know enough about Superman to get by in this show without feeling totally left out. Well, I mean, it's not like the comic book character Pete Ross was ever like the linchpin of the Superman mythology. But the thing, you know, the number one thing keeping me from wanting to watch more. What? Fucking over 200 episodes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about your allergy to long series. 10 years of episodes. Ah, but it's, but it's complete. I'm getting the hives thinking about it. But Kalena, it's complete. (laughs) But Sean. They're not adding more episodes to it. So it's just a simple equation of just chipping it down. It's not like one piece. It's not constantly growing. Well, okay. This is my other argument for it being sweet. Remember when we watched Boruto and you said that the show was kind of insubstantial except for the uh, syrup of nostalgia? Uh-huh. That's kind of how I feel about this show. Oh, wow. So you do like this show less than I do, but you were just tapping that nostalgia button really hard. 
No, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike the show. Like, I like waffles with syrup on them. I don't hate it. I'm just saying, like, waffles without syrup are, like, kind of sad. All right, we're not going to see eye to eye on this, but that's fine. That's actually very normal for this show. Okay, so next week. Yes. Uh, and it's really next week. Every time I end the episode, I want to say next week, even though we post bi-weekly. But this time, it is next ass week. Wow. <laughs> now that you've clarified how next week it actually is, what show did you pick? Ultraman Orb. Yeah, an unusual pick for you, but um, one that I'm glad you made. Well, I enjoy Kamen Rider and Super Soundtai. It's just that I've never seen Ultraman, and I know it's very similar. It's in the same genre category. And you know what? I just really like the word orb. <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> that of the tokusatsu that you've seen so far, Ultraman is the least like what you've already experienced. Okay, then I'm super excited for it. All right, I'm looking forward to it. And so definitely hit us up on... Um, I'm back on Twitter at TVD Pod. I was out of the game for a bit, but now I'm back. Um, <laughs> With a vengeance. Facebook, of course. Uh, Facebook.com slash TVD Podcast. TVD Podcast.tumblr.com. We post all the episodes in those places and we hang out and... We will be posting the schedule. I know we're already a few weeks into the, what have we called it? The double month, double feature. Yeah. Um, or should so it be something next... like double schedule, double feature? I think I, I had I, in the Tumblr post I posted or I'm going to post, but have posted the, the time this is coming out. I called it the, um, the, the, weekly theme double feature oh i thought the original name was theme month double feature ah <laughs> anyways, anyways. <laughs> the, um, that bit has gone on long enough please save us from that <laughs> bit kalena <laughs> anyway we're doing a double feature so both of these months instead of bi-weekly we're posting weekly and they're all themed episodes and we're really excited for you guys to hear them yeah and so if you like the episodes if you like the themes if you like me Please review and share with your friends and follow us and hang out with us on Twitter and shit. Yeah, because if you don't, then that means you don't like Kalena, and that's a crime. Aww. Also, did you no see what friends. I did here earlier with Kalena? Save us from this bit, you know, like Superman. <laughs> like, Save like the theme song. I, uh, <laughs> Bye. Bye. That theme song, though.